0: Welcome, YouTube creators, to the Tube Labs podcast because you can't experiment enough or talk too much YouTube. Welcome to the Tube Labs podcast. I am your host, Rosh Sillers. It's so good to have you here. Another week where we get to talk about your obsession, YouTube. It's all of our obsessions. If you're listening to this podcast, it's because you want to grow. A YouTube channel. And if you have not listened yet to Gwen Miller's show last week where I interviewed Gwen Miller, and let me tell you something, she knows a lot about your subscribers and we had a great conversation. She likes digging into the analytics and shares good, really, really good information for all of us to kind of think about as we grow our YouTube channels. In this show, I want to talk about many of the tools and options that we're not using. A lot of people are not using. I've, I've noticed it. I've even actually in some cases, let's be honest, I've noticed I've not been using them as well as I should. And YouTube is rolling out more and more things for us to help us to grow our channel, give us information to help connect with our audience. And so I'm going to go through a number of these features that are available to you that I think many of us are just not using to their full potential. The first thing on my list are chapters. What are chapters? Well, you know, when you see somebody comment and they put, you know, 1.35, or or actually colon 35, meaning one minute and 35 seconds into the video, this is where you'll find this information. And And if you click on that, YouTube actually automatically connects a link to that point in the video. However, they've taken it a step further, and that is where chapters come in. What you do is you can make a list, say, in your description of, say, 0.00 as a starting point. And when you do that, that tells YouTube that you are creating chapters. So if you start off with uh, colon 005, That will not set off chapters. It has to be 0.00, and that, again, lets YouTube know that you are creating chapters, and you can set the different points within your video that people may be interested in. And so you could have three, five, ten parts, sections to your videos, and you'll notice the videos that have those chapters well, they have those little dots along or dashes along the bottom of the video. And it's actually rather convenient. And I think it adds a little more engagement. So consider that to make it easier for people to get to the information that they're most interested in. But not only that, I think it also helps the YouTube or and or Google algorithm pull out very specific information that they can show in Google search. And as you know, Google search certainly drives traffic to YouTube videos. And this will just make it easier for them to take a section of your video as an example, especially if you're a how-to or sharing some important information, they can just take that little section and more clearly understand that your video is going to answer a Google query. That could drive some traffic. Although I've seen that in the works and working at some level, I think more creating chapters for your audience is the best plan for now. Next is premieres. A premiere is a feature that YouTube launched a number maybe two three years ago now and what it does is it sets up and notifies people of the premiere of your video i like it in terms of the notification system because it notifies more people kind of like when you're going live rather than going live it's the premiere of a video and you can gather people and engage people before it premieres and during the premiere now what's the advantage of that? I I will tell you this, that there was a time it seemed like premieres were hurting people and hurting video launches, but I, I don't think that's so much the case anymore. Because if you think about it, when people are there watching the video together, they're more likely to stay and watch more of the video, especially if you're answering questions. Even if they're not watching the video, maybe they're involved in the chat and Asking you questions and asking other people in the chat questions or making comments. In other words, the community there is keeping people at the video. Not a bad way to kick off a video. Everybody, we want a lot of activity in the beginning of the launch of the video and using a Premiere to get people there all together. And then if you're there too, all the better. And it will encourage people to stay longer. If you're already doing live videos and people are coming to your live events, well, chances are many of those same people will come to your premieres too. And again, kicking off that video right. This next one is analytics related. Actually, the next couple are analytics related. And that is using relative retention. Now, you look at your retention graph, and you may see you know, there's a little drop-off and then some more drop-offs along the line. And we like to talk about the 70-50 rule. Check out that podcast. I also have a video on it. It's, it's helpful. It gives you a guide to aim for. It's not easy. It's keeping 75% of the people on your video for the first minute. Now, YouTube has been focusing on the first 30 seconds, which may be a better guide. I, I don't know, but I, I do like to look at YouTube's cues, which if you haven't seen, they are giving you some guides as to different types of movement within the graph, your your absolute retention graph, what is working and what is not. Take a look at that. There promoting it on the main section of your analytics. But if you really want to get to it when they take that away, it's in your engagement section. So that's a bonus new tool that is out, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm actually talking about relative retention. There's a drop-down menu that gives you two options in that graph. And one is the absolute retention, which is the one, the default that you will see, But relative retention is one you click on and you will see actually rather than the graph of the people dropping off, you'll see a wavy line over a center line. That center line is average. And if it's above, that means you are keeping people more engaged or on that video than the average. And if it's below then it's below average, and it's really interesting to see where people are most engaged, and the relative retention line is another helpful tool, but this one is one of the few tools that you can actually compare yourself to other YouTubers. Meaning, if your video is five minutes long, that relative retention line is based off of other videos that are five minutes long. Now, they're in different genres and niches and all that, but it still gives you a little bit of a hint how well you're doing compared to other videos. And if you see that your lying is above average for a long period of time or or all the way through the entire video, that video has a good chance of doing well because it is doing better than most videos. And if it's doing better than most videos, Well, then YouTube is more likely to promote it. But again, you have to remember, it's not based on your niche. It's based on YouTube as a whole, based on the amount of the length of your video. So you have to keep that in mind, too. Another tool in that area are other videos people have watched. Now, unfortunately, I have not been able to see this on my YouTube channels. It's not showing me. It says not enough data, which kind of bums me out. But the fact is that it is available and ready to go when you have enough data. It will show you the other videos that people are watching. And that'll give you a hint as to what other types of videos you might want to create. In other words, the types of videos your audience is interested in. That is something I would definitely jump on if you have that available. Something else you may not be using enough or realize you have a lot of opportunity is the YouTube audio library. YouTube has free audio for you that you can use in your YouTube videos. Just scroll down the left hand side column and you will see audio. And there's a ton of different audios and even, you know, bells and whistles and things and other types of sounds that you might want to use as part of your video. And, The nice thing about it is that in theory, I'm not saying it works 100% of the time, but I have not had any problems as of yet. The thing is, you can add them to your videos and it assures that you will not get a copyright strike because you're using audio and sounds that is vetted by YouTube. And believe me, the last thing you want is some type of music that YouTube doesn't recognize, or there's a claim on, and maybe your video gets demonetized or the monetization is switched to the creator of that music, all those things can happen. This is one way to avoid that scenario. Playlists, that's another one that I think many people are not using well or right. Playlists are an opportunity to group-like types of content to help YouTube understand, another data point for YouTube to understand which is the next video that might be appropriate for the one that people just watched. Putting together a playlist of three, five, or seven videos is not a bad idea. I use the visual suggestion ladder once in a while, I use a few techniques, but the Visual Suggestion Ladders, one that I had created, actually, again, have a podcast and a video on that, and it's really just having two videos in your playlist, and one is a very popular video, and the other is one that is totally related and you put them together and it's kind of like a pitcher and a catcher. The popular videos driving in views now, but it will pass them on to the newer video on the similar same topic. And you can do that with a lot of your videos and you can actually watch the video. You can see the concept. It's, it's just one concept or one way to use playlists, but playlists can be Much more than just organizing your favorite videos, it truly is an effective strategy. There are a number of effective playlist strategies that help your videos get found on YouTube again by giving them the opportunity. Now, there's one thing that's being taken away you could, and you still can right now, but as we understand, it's going away, click a button to say that these are, this is the official playlist of these videos. And that seemed to make it a more powerful combination, meaning you are saying these videos are a series that work together, but that seems to be something that people were not using something we're talking about here, and they're taking it away, which is a true bummer, because if it really did suggest that these videos worked together, then YouTube was more likely to say, oh, you watched this video, here's the next one you should watch. And as we talk about all the time, getting people to the next video is a big part of the YouTube game. Comments is another area that I think is not being used well. Now, I I know a lot of you do comment. Actually, you're thrilled when you get some comments when you launch a video, you know, as am I, I. I really do appreciate it when people comment on my videos. However, are you pinning your comment to the top? You know, if you comment at the very top, like the very first comment, it'll just get lost in the comments. But if you pin it right there at the top, then it'll stay at the top and the other ones from your viewers will be below it. But there, you can also have the watch next. We were just talking about that, the watch next video. What video should people watch next? If they're interested in the video they're watching now, then they'll also like this video or this is the next in line. And having a strategy around that along with playlists and some other things that I'm gonna talk about in a moment, You really can get people to that next video with all of these touch points pointing them to the right place. Another thing you can do is a very similar tactic in descriptions. Make sure in your descriptions that you have your keywords, especially if you're trying to go for search. Yes, the title is very important. And even a keyword in your thumbnail can be valuable, too, because, yes, YouTube does read Read your thumbnail. They know what that thumbnail is saying, but don't go too crazy on words. But the keyword in there can be very helpful and it can also be very helpful, extremely helpful. I think it's probably number two to the title in the description, especially in the first sentence or two. I like to have it at the very beginning of the description. And I've seen this work. I have try to rank for something in or a variation of the keyword that's in the title or maybe phrase and then put that phrase in the beginning of the description and now i'm ranking for that so it really is a powerful factor in ranking especially if it's a related search term. so you some people like to have the exact same search term in the title then the beginning of the description and then maybe even in the tags. But I I think you can also have some variations. Maybe you have the exact version of that title in the very beginning of the description, but maybe a little bit further down, maybe the beginning even of the second paragraph, have a variation. There are a number of ways you can approach it. But you can also have, once again, a link to the next video. Hey, if you're liking this video, you should watch this video next and understand what that is and having a campaign with each one of these things is a great way to get people to that next video so now we have the pinned comment we have the the description we have a playlist and we can also use the end card or officially the end screen i often call it the end card but the end screen or cards themselves, which you can place throughout your video. Only one per video, but meaning not one per video, but a card can go to one video, but the next card needs to go to a different video. But the point being is there are a number of different places you can encourage people to get to the next video. So in the last third of your video put a card in there before they drop off saying hey if you like this video here's something to watch next or the end screen you can encourage people to go to the next video and at the end of your video you can even shout that next video out how many different ways have we now encouraged people to get to that next video which is so important to the success of your YouTube channel The next thing you may not have access to and that's the community tab and I think you need a thousand subscribers to have the community tab but once you get there you can now start engaging with your community with polls or sharing other people's videos maybe your community members videos as well as your own videos getting in front of more people are more likely to actually watch your video because the YouTube algorithm is putting your tab posts in front of your community. And notifications don't always get to everyone or sometimes are missed or whatever. This is just another way to promote your video using the YouTube platform to get the word out. Next are shorts and you may not be using them yet. It's very possible. Should you be using shorts? Well, all you need to do is create a vertical video that is less than 60 seconds and you can upload it to your channel and you can put a thumbnail on it. And actually it's encouraged. Our our friend Danielle Battelle actually recommended that we put a actual thumbnail and treat that as a normal video before it gets to the shorts shelf. And what you need to do is put hashtag shorts in the title or in the description. And that lets YouTube know that this is a short officially. And then it has an opportunity to go to the shorts shelf which when it does that quite often gets a lot of views. Or at least has the opportunity to get more views in front of new people. That's the neat thing about shorts is it gives us the opportunity to get in front of people who normally don't watch our channel to add on some new subscribers. Our friend Nico Kaminsky recommends that, hey, you can put up as many as you want, but turn off notifications, at least if you have a lot of them, so your community isn't bugged by all these videos. Because you can upload a bunch if you said you can upload a whole bunch at one time turn off those notifications and then these are all these opportunities flying out there for new people to find your videos my current strategy moving forward and I have created some shorts and some have been pretty good and some have been okay but nothing nothing went viral but that's not the kind of shorts or videos that I create although I am going to start creating some question answer shorts maybe I'll upload and and schedule say two or three for a Sunday and have the notifications off and see what happens and have those videos be related to my main videos. Uh, Nico and I talked about using these shorts as kind of a funnel to maybe one of your main videos. It's a topic that your main video of the week or a couple of your videos are about that week. And so when you get these shorts out there and all these other people just getting a quick glimpse of maybe the topic, it's very possible that they could check out your channel down the line or if they've seen enough of your shorts that they'll be actually served more of your videos on their home screen down the road. We're all still experimenting with shorts to see how they can be most beneficial. But so far, it's been rather interesting and kind of fun, to say the least. Well that's my list. What's your list? Head on over to the com where this podcast is hosted and feel free to put your thoughts in the comments. Of course, you can catch me on Twitter at RoshSillers. Hey, I want to thank all of you who've been listening to this podcast. We are growing so fast now. I really do appreciate all of you. If you're part of a YouTube community, let people know that you listen to the Tube Labs podcast because that will help other YouTubers too and, of course, grow our community here. We've had a good run of guests on the show and I have more coming. We'll probably have a couple solo shows over the next few weeks, but I do have more guests coming and I'm pretty excited to share them with you. And hey, keep working on your channel. Never give up. We know YouTube is hard, but the only people who fail are the ones who quit. I'll talk to you next time. The Tube Labs podcast is hosted at thetubeblog.com.